iHeartRadio, Black Excellence. It is Dames, it is iHeartRadio, and we are joined by a very special guest about to take the world by storm. His name is King Cruff, Canada representative via Jamaica. Thank you for coming to check us, bro. Thank you for having me, man. All right, brand new artist, like I said, about to take over in 2023. For all of those who are unfamiliar, let them know, who is King Cruff? So my name is Solomon. As you said, I also go by King Cruff. I'm a hip-hop recording artist. Grew up in Kingston, Jamaica, living in Canada right now. Um, the music is a blend with a foundation of hip-hop, but it has some reggae and dancehall because I like to keep it close to the roots, but mm-hmm. also some funk and disco because I like that music that just that just forces you to dance, you know what I mean? Like, you listen to it and it, it hits something inside of you. That's that Caribbean influence right there, you see? Absolutely, You got to get some of that disco, some of that funk, mix it up. Yeah. And then you have King Cruff. Now, this is great. Um, You just did a deal with Universal Music. I did, I did. So, no longer an independent artist. This is, I understand it's uh, like kind of new and in the workings, but I just want to ask you personally how do you feel signing with a major label is going to accelerate your career moving forward man you know what i feel like for signing to a label like universal when we were independent for so long me and my team it was kind of like we were how would i say this we were trying to like figure it out as we we're going along and we we're making a lot of moves on our own i feel like with universal it opens up a lot of doors it gets a lot of eyes on us and the team at universal that's been taking care of my project like you hear a lot of horror stories of being signed to a label, but man, my team is so engaged in the project and they're giving it genuine love. So it's only that we can go up from there. That's fantastic. Now, you mentioned uh, the project. Mm-hmm. We got a single off of the project. There's a new single coming out, which we will get to shortly. Uh, but we can expect more music because I understand it's a brand new partnership. And like we said, you're a new artist just starting to bust up the scene. But are we getting a project? Are we getting an EP? Are we getting an album? Like, What do you think the first step and the first phase for your career is going to be? Well, the end goal will always be a body of work, but I never want to be one of those artists that's like, yeah, we're dropping the project next week and then it don't come. Uh-huh. So I feel like right now what I can definitely say is that we're focusing on doing the singles and staying in the studio and giving as many vibes as possible. Um, and then when we get to that point, that finish line where there's a body of work, then we'll talk more about that. Awesome. Okay, so Samurai Chat, first single. Just checked it out on YouTube. It's great. 160,000-inch views. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad for mm-hmm. the first one. You know, kicking it off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's almost like you set a standard. You got to go above that now <laughs> with the next one. Uh, but Samurai Chat, talk about this. Like, wh- How did you come with the title Samurai Chat for this record? And like, what's, it, what's the inspiration behind it? So... The whole track came from, I think I was just chilling one day listening to the beat and I just said, words cut deep like a samurai chap. And I was like, oh, that's nasty. And then I just made the whole track around that. And when it came to that, at that point in my life, there was um, almost, with me and my friends, there's a lot of partying going on and they were getting really deep in the party lifestyle. And I kind of felt like they were taking on actions that were kind of out of their character because that's who they felt like they needed to be at the time Mm. to like impress each other. And I'm not that type of person, to be honest. I'm a very reserved and introverted person. So when I saw that, I kind of like withdrew from that situation and just like observed it, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that that track is me talking about that experience about like being in that party life and having to deal with all the drama and the gossip, but still trying to like preserve your own integrity, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You cut them off with the samurai chop. Yetsu blade (laughs) chop. That All type right. of motion. <laughs> 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 All right, this week, this week, we got a brand new single dropping out, Souffle, if I'm Finally. not mistaken. All yeah. right. Finally, okay. Yeah, let so me not say that. Let me <laughs> not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you just big up the label, and now you're like, finally, finally. No, no, no. I uh, I had an advanced listen courtesy of the label who's playing it in here in the studio. One of my colleagues, fellow Jamaican, was like, who's this? This kind of nice. This sounds kind of nice, you know? And I say, yo, this is King Croft. He's coming in to talk about it, so let's talk about it. Souffle, next single. Yes. What's yes. happening with it? 
Souffle, the next single. Well, funnily enough, this was a track that I made. I made this track before Samurai Chop. Mm. And with this track, to kind of to give a little bit of a story, because I've never actually talked about the story before. Um, I made this when I was, I was seeing a girl. Mm. And this was in the midst of the pandemic. So there was no real going out. There is no real like dating like how you usually date. Right. So I feel like from one conversation that we had where we were talking about how we wish we could do all that normal stuff, I remember going in the studio and just making this track kind of around that. I thought you were going to say you made her a little souffle and nice no. stuff. But nah, <laughs> it, it didn't, it didn't None of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so be on the lookout for that. Souffle is dropping. It's going out on the DSPs this week. We got the behind the scenes here. My man King Cruff joining us. Uh, Grammys, did you watch the Grammys this weekend? Bro, you know, I didn't watch it, you know. Okay. I was in LA and I went to the Laugh Factory instead, but I was keeping up to the date. Laugh Factory chocolate sundaes? Yeah, chocolate sundaes. You done this. Yeah, I know about chocolate sundaes. That, that's hilarious. Yo. Chocolate Sunday is a great night. <laughs> Bro, that was that was my first time. And it was like, I feel like that night we were kind of scrambling. I was just like, man, let's just go to watch yeah, Chocolate yeah, Sundays, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no that's a, it's a whole yeah, different I mean? vibe. My sister lives out there. She lives literally two blocks from the Laugh Factory. So every time I'm out there, I go at least once once or twice a year. I go go check myself up, get a little laugh. But um, Grammys, so you didn't watch the Grammys. I'm sure you know all about the Grammys. But as right. an artist, and you might have just given away the answer just now, how important, like, is the Grammys? Is it still something that every artist like strives to attain, or is it? Well, yeah, I remember this is pretty early in my career, so I don't want to get blackballed. But <laughs> if I can, <laughs> if but if I can give an honest um opinion, the Grammys is a very traditional thing in music. Ah. Um, and I feel like music has just been moving in a way where a lot of traditions are being challenged. And I feel like artists will always look at the Grammys as like, I want one. You know what I mean? Like this is the ultimate goal, but. I feel like as time goes on, we're, we're looking for a little bit of change in it. You mm. know what I mean? So it's still very important. And every artist wants a Grammy at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. But we're also, I think we're more focused on building up ourselves and feeling validated with our, within ourselves instead of looking for the validation. Now, the Grammys, it's an award show. I don't think people realize that it is validation amongst your peer groups. Right. That's who ultimately votes for the winners of the Grammys. But what you're saying is like, you're cool just having validation from yourself your friends, family, immediate peers in the business as well? I'm saying that I having that, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I'm saying that that would be feeling um, satisfied with that. Right. Is an award in itself. Okay, but you're Canadian, so now what about a Juno? What about a Juno? I feel yeah. like it's the same thing, man. Is it? Yeah. And that's not, this is not the award show because still like to win one. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a very, it's a very catch-22 situation. No, I feel you, though. You don't make music for the awards. If it right. comes around, that's fantastic. It's like a cherry on the top, right? Uh, which is great. But being that we, you know, you're a hip-hop artist, reggae influence, you're from Jamaica, I just figured I would bring up the Grammys because, you know, it was a cele celebratory event in terms of hip-hop and culture and being that it is Black History Month. Um, I obviously had to watch it because of my job. I don't know if you've seen any of the highlights, um, but there was a big performance for 50 years celebrating hip-hop. Mm -hmm. And it was like everybody from... The original to right now, like yeah. Lil Baby. There was Glorilla. There was some blowback on that one. We don't really <laughs> know what she was doing in there, but I'm not here to hate. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, the performance was great. And especially since it was something that wasn't celebrated when it started by the Academy or the Grammys or whoever, right? Like there was kind of this resistance um, towards hip hop and rap. Mm -hmm. But as we look at things in 2023, there's no denying that th that culture, hip hop culture, moves everything forward. I mean, look what's happening this weekend with Rihanna. Some people wouldn't consider a hip-hop artist, I would say. She's very hip-hop. She mm -hmm. does everything against the grain. While mm -hmm. she may have huge pop records, she's definitely against the grain, anti-establishment. I mean, look at her last album title, right? Right. So when you look at the scope of things in music, in culture, 
Where do you think you as a hip-hop artist fit in in terms of how things are and where things need to go? Man, I honestly feel like, and this is a controversial opinion, but I feel like hip-hop is in the perfect position right now. And the reason why I think that is because I feel like we had a couple of years where like we had the golden age and, you know, the early 2000s and then it got a little iffy. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people were kind of thrown off by the SoundCloud era. But I feel like as we've come out of that now, that type of music still exists. But it's in a way that like, because remember the roots of hip hop, even though, it, like you said, it's anti-establishment, it has that roots in being a rebellious sound. It's also just about having fun. Facts. So I feel like that we have that music that's like all about having fun. Yeah. And people are starting to appreciate that more back when it first came out when people are like, yo, what is this? Right. Like, this is weird. And I also feel like at the same time we have artists who, because music is just becoming genreless like in itself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like right now we have artists who are in hip hop who are like, I love this. I'm going to throw some of this in there and some of this in there. And it, that is going to make more original music come out. So I feel like right now hip-hop is in like a dope place. Which is very much your sound. King Croft, check him out on the DSPs. He's everywhere. Got a new single, Souffle, dropping. Um, I love that you're able to kind of recognize and see. You you mentioned just now, uh, you know, there was a break in, in, in the period in which the SoundCloud rapper thing kind of took over. Everybody was like, well, what was that? I will argue even before that, you might be a little bit too young. But the ringtone era was really where things fell off. You think so? Yeah, and I know this because it was validated this weekend by the Grammys. Mm. There was a period in which Nelly came on, and then it went from, like, Nelly to Lil Baby. Mm. And that's, like, 15 years of nothing, Mm. you know? But the reality of it is, is when you look at it, Drake has dominated for the past decade plus. Right. So as a Canadian act, you've seen Drake. He's been able to do out like unbelievable things over his career. Is he somebody you'd be able to like look at and model yourself after and be like, wow, this is achievable for Canadians on a grand scale? Mm-hmm. I feel like seeing any artist come out of Canada and achieve any type of success shows that anybody can do it. You know what I mean? It just takes the amount of work ethic. Because that's the thing about Drake. He just works hard, man. He's in the studio constantly. So is The Weeknd. So is Justin Bieber, so is Tory Lanez. All of these artists that have come out of um, Canada and have established themselves strongly, mm-hmm. they just worked harder than any of their peers around them. I made the proper moves. So I feel like once I see an artist like that, it's like, yeah, definitely that's possible. You mentioned a few names there. I'm not sure if you've seen another list. There was a Billboard Top 10 Rappers of All Time list. I've that seen that. Out. You saw that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do we think? It was like Jay-Z number one. Kendrick, Kendrick number, number two. two. Yeah. Uh, Eminem, I think, was five. Drake was way down on the list. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go and then <laughs> no, I'll go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, the man keeps putting me in these positions. Hey, hey, <laughs> the man keeps putting me. This is, like, this, is like, this is like interview boot camp. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, exactly. Um... I feel like for the amount of work that Drake has done and for the accolades he's received, he could be a bit higher. Yeah, yeah, I'll say, I'll say. Um, I feel like, I feel like Nicki could have been a bit higher too. I feel like they gave her the tenth spot, and I feel like they kind of just gave her that because it's like, yeah, let's put a woman in there. But Nicki's gone hard. Pandering. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Kind of a little bit. It felt a little pandering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendrick number two, I think that's proper. I'm a huge Kendrick fan. That's fair. Yeah. My thing was like based on the their own criteria, Mm. right? It was like all things encompass. It wasn't just about the craft and who who can rap the best. It was like sales, numbers, uh, how many number ones, and da 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 da. I think if you're going by their own criteria, the the real conversation is between Drake and Jay Z. Mm. While we got love for Biggie, Biggie's my favorite, but the body of work, which is another piece of criteria, isn't there. There's only a couple albums. Right. And like you said, guys like Drake, they've uh, Lil Wayne. Mm. Oh my goodness. The content, the amount of stuff that they've put out over the course of their career and at a top tier level, 
I feel like they did Drake a little dirty, man. They did they did us <laughs> they did Canada dirty on that one. You mm, know what I mean? Mm. But it's okay. The You're list, a Drake fan, list, eh? Uh you know what? I am a Drake fan, but I am hard on Drake at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's just a co- a topic of conversation. Like it's like the LeBron thing. Right, right, right. Right? Just a very polarizing figure. To many, mm-hmm. right? But to me, it's it's kind of cut and clear. What Drake has been able to do over the past ten to fifteen years is we haven't, we've never seen it mm-hmm. in hip hop. You know, they always talk about, um, you know, why acts like the Rolling Stones can can go out and and tour and make money well into their seventies, but hip hop acts can't do that. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But I I'm gonna say like Drake is Drake's gonna be able to do that. Right. Right. And there's right. very few. Jay Z gonna be able to do that. Drake gonna be able to do that. Kendrick probably could, but mm. I don't think he wants to. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you look at everything as like all encompassed, it it to me the list was good, but it could have shaken out a little bit okay, different. I and I'm not that. mad at that. Yeah, man, yeah, you man. know what I mean? But uh, pff, the LeBron thing, right? I mean, LeBron he breaks the record, and people are like, "Ah, oh, he's not the goat. He's not the like." To me, numbers matter. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, we could we could talk about this. Off forever and ever and ever, you know, because it's always a pleasure. Um, I want you to let the people know where they can find you online. Mm-hmm. We got we got Souffle dropping this week. Souffle is dropping. February and what else 15th. can we look forward to for 2023? For 2023, like I said, it's just more singles. That's what I'm focused on right now. I just want to. I'm working on establishing myself and making sure that when I drop this body of work, it's proper. What my manager Steve Urchin always said to me is that like when the body of work is ready, the fans will ask you for it first. So I want right. to get to that point proper, isn't okay, it? Okay, yep. So, but you can find me at K-I-N-G-C-R-U-F-F. <laughs> you know what I mean? On all platforms. Yeah, this camera too. This camera this right camera, here. Yeah, <laughs> K-I-N-G-C-R-U-F-F, if you have not heard. Yeah. Isn't it? And tell them how you got your name. <laughs> um. So growing up in Jamaica, you know, you do, do you know what Cruff means? Yeah. Okay, so growing up in Jamaica, Cruff is basically someone who has no ambition or style <laughs> or fashion. <laughs> Hey, you're the king of that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But people used to call me that growing up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Not really sitting down and having a conversation of being like, yo, why do you move like this? Why do you think? Yeah. The, way you, the people are just like, yo, this kid has a too big of an imagination. He's right, put him right, over here. Right. So I took that title and flipped it in kind of like, like a duality. You know what I mean? To show that people could be the best of their ability and the worst of their well, ability. When did you come here? I came here in 2014. So that was eight years ago. So what you were like teenager at that time? I was a teenager. I was seventeen. Okay. So what was what was the the change of pace like in terms of lifestyle? Because you you came to London, right? Yeah. Right? You yeah. come to Toronto, right? Yeah. So, what was the change of pace and lifestyle like? I feel like the differences are really jokey, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when I came here, I didn't know how to cross the road, dog. Like, what do you mean? Like I didn't know. Like, like you didn't know you had to wait Inter- for the green light. No, yeah, bro. When <laughs> for the little walking man, because when you're in Jamaica, you just say, "All right, my time." Yeah, yeah, you just, just walk out. You see me? But when I came here, I was like, "Yo, what's going on?" You see me? And like, some of them lights, they got beeps. Yeah. <laughs> for the people who are like visually impaired, they got beep, beep, beep. That's how they know they could go. So you were like, "Yo, yo what, what is, is going, going on?" You, nobody told me about this. Okay, number um, two. <laughs> I feel like the socialization is weird, man. You know, what I mean, it's two, it's two different sets of people who have two different sets of upbringing. Yeah. So when you're from when you're from Jamaica and you co- become used to one type of socialization, and you come up here, you realize that type of socialization doesn't work up here, and then you have to change it around a little bit. Example. Like, t- basic things like just, m- like, manners are different. You know, the way you introduce yourself into a room is different. Yeah, like, yeah. you came in here and introduced yourself by your real name. Right, yeah, Right yeah, off yeah. the rip. Yeah, but that's just because, you know, you ever seen that scene in um, uh, Infinity War? You watch Infinity War? Yeah. Marvel? You know, yeah. it's Spider-Man's like, you know, oh, we're using our made-up names. Like, I don't want to do that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I just want to use my real name. Or is it because you know what Croft means? You don't <laughs> want everybody calling you that. I'm secretly ashamed <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's too late now. You're in, guys. <laughs> 
All right, yeah, last right. thing, last difference, last culture shock. Um, the last culture shock, man. I guess the food. Yeah, yeah. the food. The food is big. Yeah. yeah. Jamaica gets a big rep for its food, you know what I mean? For sure, so, for sure, for so sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have to learn to cook on your own. So I had to learn how to yeah. cook a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there it is. Love that. Yo, King Croft, thanks for popping by, my Respect, man. Respect, really. Always a pleasure. All right, I got that new single dropping this week. Be sure to check that out. Souffle, video dropping, video shot. Video dropping as well. All right, all at the same time. Uh, much love. Open door policy. Anytime you're around, just pop by. Respect, respect. All right, bro. Appreciate it, man.